Hey guys, it's Melissa here from MelissaOatman.com. Welcome to another episode of Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness. I am so delighted you're here with me today. Today I am going to be talking about the four tendencies. I was doing a little research trying to figure out how to stay motivated and it led me down this rabbit hole, but I came across an article by Gretchen Rubin. She is the one who developed the four tendencies. It is a personality test that tells you how you handle expectations, which says a lot about your habits and how you form habits and stick to them. So today I'm going to be talking to you about what are the four tendencies and what does that really say about your personality type and how you best handle habits. But before we get started today, we have a message from our sponsor. If you are into feng shui, then have I got a podcast for you. Catherine Wilking invented the podcast Feng Shui Your Day, and this podcast is available on Spotify, Apple, and many other platforms. It is a fun, lively chat about how Feng Shui can shift energy in any space, and it never goes out of style. Once you understand the theories about energy and you see how the cryptic messages in the environment can affect you, you'll make better choices in life. This conversation gives you coping skills for home and office, relationship building, career advice, finance, and cultivating success and abundance. It basically is a podcast all about how to thrive in these crazy times. So if you love all things energy and learning about feng shui, then you want to check out the podcast Feng Shui Your Day. Feng Shui Your Day provides tips and stories about work-life balance, but it also includes a segue to guests, products, and services that help you to better your life. Plus, as an additional bonus, if you go to the website www.catherinewilking.com, there's a free gift for you. There's a gift of 10 ways to raise your chai energy in any space. Just go to www.catherinewilking.com. That website address will be in the show notes as well. So let's get back to the four tendencies. What is this exactly? Now, if you're like me, I had never heard of this, but when I was reading about it, it made a lot of sense to me. So I thought that I would share with you what I came across. So the four tendencies is a simple yet powerful personality test based on expectations. And the four tendencies are the upholders, the questioners, the obligers, and the rebels. Discovering what your tendency is can help you decide what career is right for you, how to better understand and interact with others, and it can help you to discover your own personal strengths and weaknesses. Gretchen Rubin is the developer of this idea. She's a writer who is interested in human nature and patterns in human behavior, what actions we take and why we take them. One day she was sitting with a friend over lunch who was complaining that she wasn't able to keep up her running habit. And she used to love to run and would run all the time and was on the track team. But as an adult, she found it very difficult to make herself go running. So she wanted to know, why did this happen? Reuben thought about it. And the more she thought about it, she suspected that there are habits that some people do or don't have. So some people need to run with a coach and some people don't have to. Some people can just be motivated to do it on their own. So she decided that there are 
four expectations and she designed a personality test that is specifically based on one question. And the question is, how do you respond to expectations? From these answers that she received from the question, she devised the four tendencies. So the four tendencies describe four different personality types based on response to expectations that are both internal, so the expectations you have for yourself, and external, the expectations other people have for you. Expectations are things that we either decide we're going to act on or not. So an internal expectation would be saying, I need to clean my room and actually doing the task, right? Setting that expectation and meeting it. Where an external expectation might be that your boss tells you that you have a report you have to put together by five o'clock and your expectation externally is to that boss and getting that report done. The way that we meet expectations determines our tendency. Again, there are four. We have the upholders, the questioners, the obligers, and the rebels. The way that each tendency generally responds to internal and external expectations are these four tendencies. So first you have the upholders. Upholders value self-reliance and performance. You tell them what needs to be done and they do it. Questioners value reason and purpose. If they feel what needs to be done is justified, then they'll do it. But if they don't feel that it needs to be done, if they don't feel it's justified, they won't. Obligers value teamwork and duty. If you hold them accountable for something, they'll do it. Rebels value freedom and choice. Let them choose what they want to do and they'll do it. Upholders will meet all expectations, internal or external. Questioners will meet internal expectations, but not external. Because again, they, to them, it has to feel like what needs to be done is justified. So if they feel like an external expectation is justified, they'll do it. But if not, they won't. But they will meet internal expectations. Obligers will meet external expectations, but not internal because they have to be held accountable. And so they're not necessarily good at holding themselves accountable. Rebels resist all expectations. So they only do what they want to do, but they definitely are resistors. That is a perfect name for that too, rebel, by the way. But Ruben also compares the four tendencies to traffic light colors, which I love because I'm a visual person. So this helps me to understand. Red are the rebels expectations bring them to a halt. Yellow are questioners. They'll proceed, but with caution. And green are obligers. Ask and they'll go, go, go. Blue are upholders for no stated reason other than there's no other colors in the traffic light that really go with them. But that's kind of a nice way to look at it. From Ruben's research, she looked at the U.S. population and broke it down with the four tendencies, 41% of people are obligers. So you give them an expectation and they'll do it. 24% are questioners, 19% are upholders, and 17% are rebels. There's a quiz that you can take to determine what type you are, and I will put a link to the quiz in the show notes so that you can go and take the quiz yourself. These quizzes are difficult for me sometimes because I look at my life in two ways. 
the way I used to be and the way I am now because I've done a lot of work. So for me, when I take these quizzes, it's difficult because it'll say, how do you feel about this particular thing? And I'll say, well, before I would have said this. Now I sort of say this. But if you're like me and you have that issue where you've done a lot of healing work and now you're no longer the way that you used to be, go with where you are now. How do you feel now when you take that quiz? And remember that this quiz is based on expectations. The one thing about the quiz is it there's no one tendency that's happier or more successful in life than another one, so don't take it that way. It really just shows you how you respond to expectations and how other people, so that maybe you can communicate better with someone else. If you know you're with someone who is a rebel, don't try to set expectations for that person. You have to give them choices. And we see this in the classroom a lot. There are students who, if you tell them it's got to be by this date, they just will not do it. So for those students, sometimes you have to give them choice. It really does help you understand the way that you respond to different things. You know, it's all about your expectations. And are you inner driven or are you outer driven or neither? That's another thing that this quiz can tell you. Obligers, they easily meet outer expectations. They deliver projects on time when someone else is counting on them, but they might struggle with inner expectations. So if you're the type of person who would like to lose weight or you're trying to form good habits and set resolutions, this may be hard for you if you're an obliger. And that sometimes can tell us things like, if I want to achieve a certain goal, I may have to hire a coach to work with me in order to hold me accountable because I'm willing to meet expectations that others set on me, but I'm not so good at setting those expectations myself. So if you meet others' expectations, but you have a hard time holding yourself accountable, that's when it's good to have an accountability partner. It doesn't even have to be somebody you pay. You may just have a friend and you may say to this friend, hey, I'd like to work out this many times a week. I need someone to hold me accountable. Would you go with me? Or would you call me and make sure, say, did you go work out today? Because if we know that someone else is expecting us to hold our own end of the bargain, we're more likely to do it if you're an obliger. And just so you know, I did take this quiz myself. And what I figured out for myself is that I'm an upholder. I respond readily to outer and inner expectations. I wake up and I think, what's on the schedule today and what's on my to-do list? I want to know what's expected of me and I try to meet those expectations um, and I try to avoid letting other people down. So I am an upholder. Um, if you are an obliger, you need that outer accountability to meet your inner expectations. You do well with deadlines and team supervision and a lot of workplaces have that. If you're in an an environment where perhaps autonomy is promoted, you may have a hard time doing that. You may have to create that accountability. Like when you're working for yourself and you own your own business, you have to be accountable to yourself. So if you're not good at that, you may need a different kind of system to keep you accountable. You may have to tell coworkers and bosses to help you set deadlines, or you may have, like I said, an accountability buddy who you check in with daily to see, did you 
did you go work out today? Did you eat healthy? Did you do this? Or you may want to take classes with a friend because you don't think that you would be able to do this on your own. I've known people like that. They had to invite someone with them to take a course because they didn't think they would show up for themselves. And obligers often think that they need to move out of this tendency to become more inner driven, but it's not necessary. There are a lot of ways that you can build accountability from the outside that will help you to keep your accountability on the inside. And again, the buddies, those are the really good ways, those partners who keep you honest and keep you driven and working towards your goals. Then the questioners, you know, they question all expectations. They want to know why they have to do something because they have a deep commitment to logic and efficiency. I think my son falls into this category because he would not do anything unless he saw the need for himself. It didn't even matter if he said, well, you have to have it to graduate. You have to get through this. That was not enough. It's like that's not enough motivation for him to do it. He needs to know why exactly this is going to be useful for him. Questioners have a hard time making decisions because they always are looking for more information. They need reasons and justifications to be motivated. And if they feel like they're at work and something's dumb, they just won't do it. This tendency can often be seen as disrespectful or not being a team player because they're trying to undermine authority, but that's not really what's going on. Some workplaces will... Dislike the questioners. Questioners need to learn how to ask questions in constructive ways. So it doesn't look like you're trying to undermine someone's authority. You're just trying to understand what your motivation is. If you're a questioner, you can motivate yourself by avoiding that analysis paralysis. Give yourself deadlines and try keeping them. It's not efficient to continue researching all of the time. And I know a lot of people like this. They get stuck in these patterns. They just want to research everything and know everything before they get started. And that's the best way to keep yourself stuck because you'll just go down that rabbit hole of finding more and more information. So try to set a deadline for yourself. And also when you don't understand why you're being forced to do something, instead of bluntly asking, Come up with a creative way of questioning. And the rebel, the one who tries to resist all expectations, whether they're outer or inner, they do what they want in the way that they want and when they want to do it. They are acting from a source of freedom, a freedom of choice, a freedom of self-expectation and expression. And when someone else tries to get a person who is a rebel to do something, they will resist it. Identity is very important to the rebel types. A rebel might resist going to a 10 a.m. staff meeting because they hate being told where they have to go and when they have to show up. If you are a rebel, remind yourself that you're setting a reputation for yourself. So if you just don't go to something, people will think you're irresponsible and that's not what you want. Instead, maybe try to make it an accomplishment for yourself. Like I'm going to get to this meeting. I'm going to meet this deadline. I'm going to outperform others. 
then you're kind of defying expectation and proving that, hey, I can do this. I'm not lazy. I just need a really good reason to be able to accomplish this. So try to set goals for yourself to make it fun. And then lastly, we have the upholder. Upholders are good at meeting inner and outer expectations. And again, this is the one that I am. This is the type I am. They meet deadlines and thrive under rules and expectations and keep resolutions without too much problem. This tendency might sound like it's really productive, but you can also be seen as being rigid or having a hard time switching gears whenever things change. Also, there may be a little bit of uh, difficulty if you're working in an environment that emphasizes flexibility. Some managers and places where you work might say, do whatever you need to do to make that sale, which would be great for someone who is a rebel, but someone who's an upholder wants to know like, what's expected of me, right? What are my expectations? And I see this in myself a lot. I'm one of those types of people that I want to know what I have to do when I have to do it. And I don't really like change a whole lot sometimes. So I can really see myself in this tendency. You thrive under routines and schedules, which that is me. And you can decide what you want to do once you decide. So you do it, you put your mind to it, and you just do it. Tendencies will shape many aspects of our behavior. And so understanding what your tendency is can help you to make better decisions about yourself. Because if you know that you're a rebel, then you know you're going to have to set some goals for yourself. Or if you know that you justify, right? You have to have, you're a questioner. You want to know why you have to do a certain thing, or if it feels dumb to you, you're not going to do it. You can know how to work around that. So I thought that this was very informative. And there's another article on how to understand your tendency and how that affects your creativity. So if you'd like to read more up on that, you can just look up Gretchen Rubin, and she even has some books about it. She wrote The Happiness Project, where she made resolutions that she had to follow. And that's where a lot of this research came from, was wanting to know what makes people stick to resolutions, what makes some people really good at it, and what makes people struggle. And so I think that this really does shed a lot of light on, it did for me, on how I react to inner and outer expectations. So I hope that you found this informative and there's so much more research out there that was just scratching the surface, but I wanted to share it with you because I found it really interesting and I thought it told a lot about myself. It certainly helps me to understand how I behave to expectations and how I might need to shift and adjust when certain things arise. All right, guys, so I wanted to pull a card for you today, and the card I pulled, actually two came out, is from my deck, Divine Whispers. The first one is Rest Your Weary Head. You are busy. You are constantly going in every direction right now. The universe wants you to slow down, relax, and take some time for yourself. It is so important to get a good night's sleep every evening. Your body is a miraculous and amazing vessel that needs time to recharge. Be sure to set some quick time aside before you go to bed to unwind. Do a quick meditation, take a hot bath, read a little out of a good book. Do something to release from the day's tension. Before your head hits the pillow, be sure to thank the universe for all of the amazing things that happen during the day, like having a pillow to rest your head on. Remember that there are some people who only dream about being where you are. 
there's a little prayer that goes with this. It's creator of all that is. I want to thank you for the awesome blessings that flowed into my life today. I can't wait to see what tomorrow has in store for me. Thank you for the rest that is allowing my body to recharge, rejuvenate, and restore my energy. I know that I am going to have beautiful dreams tonight. And your second card is feeling lost or stuck. Lately, it seems like you have been feeling lost or stuck in a situation. It seems like nothing is improving. The universe wants you to know that your prayers have been heard and work is being done behind the scenes on your behalf. You simply need to let go of control and attachment to any particular outcome. The universe is guiding your steps now. Simply ask for direction and then watch for the signs as they come. Take a deep breath, my love. You are being taken care of. Believe that. Feel the relief that comes from knowing that it is okay not to have all of the answers just yet. Just know that things are working out in divine timing for you. There's a mantra that goes with this card that I love. It's, at the end of the day, my heart is at peace. I know that I am being taken care of. The universe is working behind the scenes on my behalf. I am not stuck. I've just been stuck in patterns of behavior that don't serve me. I have the power to release myself at any time simply by remembering who I am. I love that. And if you want your own deck, you can get Divine Whispers on my website. Just go to melissaoatman.com to the offerings page and you can purchase your own deck and it will be sent to you and you should receive it in just a couple of days. Also, if you want to follow me on social media, I post inspirational messages each day from Facebook and also from Instagram and Twitter. And if you want to work with me, you can go to my website, melissaoatman.com. From the offerings page, you can purchase any session with me. I offer readings, Reiki, and past life regression. I also offer one-on-one -on -one coaching sessions. You can purchase all of that from the site and contact me to schedule your session. I don't use an online scheduler because I like to try to get the best possible time for you. And sometimes it's, you know, I have to meet at 8.15 or 7.45. So I try to be able to work with people on timing. And it's hard to do that with an automatic scheduler. But you can reach out to me through email, melissaoatman77 at gmail.com. Or through Messenger, any way you want to get a hold of me is fine. You can even book a free discovery call with me to see what you might need from me and how might might best serve you. So I encourage you to do that. I love working with people and helping people. I hope that you guys have a beautiful day today from wherever you're listening. I am sending you so much love and light, and I will talk to you soon. Bye, guys.